we all thought Q Yield would die a hero, but they may have lived long enough to see themselves become the villain. What was once hailed as a dividend investor's dream just a few years back is now considered a liability. If you check out recent YouTube videos on QYield, they make it seem like the company has hoodwinked its investors. But I have to go on record and say that QYield isn't some sort of magic beans investment. It can't offer a 12% yield without some sort of trade-off, and that includes the growth of the share price. Today I'll share why I feel some of these negative sentiments might be a little overblown. Let's summarize what QYLD even does to begin with. GlobalX operates QYLD as an ETF to own positions similar to the NASDAQ 100 and then does at-the-money call options on the NASDAQ 100 index. This means they are giving up their securities to another investor if the price of NDX goes above a predetermined price at a predetermined date. The reward for QYLD investors is juicy premiums that get paid out to us in dividends. Covered call strategies work best in sideways markets. The more volatile the market, the juicier those options premiums will be. QYLD will perform poorly in a bull market as they're foregoing any upside potential because of their call options they're obligated to hand over that collateral. Now all this information was transparently shared by GlobalX for quite some time, but recently people in the community are acting like this was breaking news. QYLD has an excellent track record of having paid dividends every month since its inception in December of 2013. QYield was never meant to beat the market or even replicate the NASDAQ index. Its purpose is to provide consistent income from its options writing. It's literally the first thing you see on their ETF website. QYield seeks to generate income through covered call writing, which historically produces higher yields in periods of volatility. And they even have a little footnote to make sure that you're aware that covered call writing can limit the upside potential of the underlying security. It doesn't get any more transparent than that. Now, this is important because while the stock market has performed poorly in 2022, in the past month, it's actually done great. NDX is up 15.2%. The triple Qs, they have a very similar performance. But QILD, it's up only 4% in that same time period. What gives? Well, remember, each month Q Yield writes at the money call options on the NDX. And we can see exactly what positions Q Yield owns. So they'll experience some capital appreciation and get some dividends from all these holdings. But if we go all the way down, we can actually see the call options that QYLD is selling. So the way to read this is that the strike price is. 11,925. So anything above that price means the contract will get executed and the expiration date is August 19th. So as of the time of me recording this, the NDX is currently at 13,565. So it's almost certainly gonna get executed. So another interesting thing about QILD and NDX options is that they can only be executed on the expiration date. They can't be done earlier, like other forms of options trading. And that current 1640 difference between what the contract is going for and NDX's current price, that's all the upside we have lost as a result of doing the covered call. 
Because options contracts are in increments of 100, that's actually a $164,000 difference. And QILD currently has 6,128 contracts like this. So the better the NDX index does in a short period of time, the worse off QILD is. It's kind of like with Nusi, the slow burn and their share price going down slowly over time is actually the worst case scenario as their crash protection put options won't be triggered. The NASDAQ rapidly going up is the worst case scenario for QYLD. But luckily, the NASDAQ typically doesn't go up 15% in one month. That's why I believe some of this negative energy toward QYLD is overblown. I can't see the NASDAQ rapidly increasing 15% consistently. Remember, sideways and flat markets are QYLD's best friends. The amazing bull run that we had in the 2010s decade is more of an anomaly than the norm. I can't see that continuing in the 2020s, which should mean good news for QILD. QILD typically pays out about 1% of its share price in dividends. So in one year, an investor can expect around a 12% yield, meaning it would take about eight years to get your initial investment back. And then from there on out, it's all house money. Of course, that's a very simplified way of looking at it. There's also expense ratios, opportunity costs. You know, what else could you have done with that money in that same period of time? There's taxes among other factors. Another common statement I've been hearing about QILD lately is that the share price never goes up. I'm just wondering if those people have ever actually looked at QYield's chart because it obviously does go up. So for example, in February of 2016 to September of 2018, that's, that's about two and a half years, the fund actually went up 20% in that time period and they were also giving out monthly distributions. And then again, from March of 2020 to February of 2021, that's not even a very long time, just under one year. We all know the reason for this drop, but the important part is Q yield went up nearly 30%. So this is evidence that the fund doesn't always just go down. It certainly can go up if the market conditions are correct. But maybe I would agree with some of the haters on QILD maybe being a little bit less aggressive in how they do their calls. Maybe rather than doing calls on 100% of their assets, maybe they only do it on like 90%. But then again, they have other products like QILG, XYLG that do options on, on just 50% of their assets and then only 50% of that upside is then forfeited. Or what if just always paying out 1% in dividends every month, they save some of that income to reinvest back into their portfolio to make sure it's not eroded over time. Because unfortunately, the lower the share price goes, that means less assets that they have to sell options on and thus less dividends. It's always possible QYield could change its investing strategies in the future and update their prospectus. Either way, this just highlights the importance of diversification. I cringe every time I see someone say, I've put my entire portfolio, my life savings into QILD. Funds like this are really meant to supplement, but not entirely replace blue chip dividend stocks, growth stocks, bonds, ETFs, and other assets. People should always know what they're investing into. 
no new information has come out about QILD. It's still the same investment it was for the past eight years. People were expecting this to be a magic beans investment, and it certainly is not that. There's of course gonna be trade-off when you have a 12% dividend yield. Do I think people are being too pessimistic about Q yield? Yes. Do I still hold 105 shares of Q yield? Yes, every month I'm getting paid 1%, and since I've already held it for two years, in about another six years, I should be able to break even, and then I would just have house money to play with for the rest of my life. Since I'm a younger investor, I make sure income ETFs are less than 10% of my portfolio, meaning I'm well-balanced in other areas, just in case a fund underperforms. But I'd love to hear what you have to say about QYield. Are you with me in that the hate is just a little too overblown, or do you really believe QYield doesn't belong in an investor's portfolio. These videos do take a lot of time for me to edit and put together, so make sure you've hit that like button and are subscribed. My videos are always found in podcast form under the Collect Cash podcast name.